Warning, this show contains content that might make you laugh. If you're offended, them boys want you to know that they are sorry. Hell, who am I kidding? Them boys don't care about nothing. Enjoy the show, folks. Stand clear of the closing doors, please. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to another episode of the Last Slice Podcast. It's your boy Bodega Cat, Trill Boy in the Cut. Yo, yo, what's going on, Internet? Jimbo the Kid. Hello, everyone. What's up, fellas? Hello. What's Bing up? bong. What's up, Trill Boy? What's up? You know, we're going to get right into that. I'm glad that you hit that button. Um, <laughs> no. I'm very glad that you hit that button. Because I don't think the rest of the world understands that New York is a staple. We are the epicenter of the world, right? We're the top dog, right? People think of United States, they think New York. They don't think anywhere else. And I get criticized daily on my mannerisms and on the way I act and talk and speak and move because I'm from New York. Have you guys ever experienced that? Mm-hmm. Yeah. You, yeah. You, you seen that? Yeah. yeah. Right? For example. You see it a lot when you go travel outside the state. Yes. When yeah. you're outside the state. Not so much the tri-state area because a lot of people were from New York and they probably moved to Jersey or Connecticut. But if you go like anywhere down south, no, oh, yeah, Florida. or you go out west, man, they they pick it up and they call you out on it automatically. They know you're not from from you're not a local in, in yeah. Florida all the time. You got an accent? No, you got an accent. Yeah, yep. I ain't got an accent. You got an accent. It's yeah. like the Spider-Man meme, like yeah. pointing fingers at each other. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. So tell me, I got an accent. It's like crazy. Y'all got an accent. <laughs> Um, I just wanted to point out some of the few staples of being a New Yorker and what makes us the best. Like number one, we know how to use our turn signals. Yeah, ish, right. ish, Because the minute you go into Manhattan, that that law is out the window. That goes right out the window. Especially those uh, taxi drivers, the oh one with the TLC God. plates oh with the God. Toyotas. Yeah, oh those God. guys. Those I, I don't know what kind of insurance they have, <laughs> but boy, do they risk it. They risk oh, yeah. it every single time. Yep. But uh, people people call me out all the time when I'm driving. They're always like, "Why are you such an aggressive driver?" Why are you so aggressive? You you New Yorkers are so aggressive. And I just tell them, have you ever driven through Manhattan? Yeah. Manhattan's that part of the woods that your parents and your family tells you when you're young, don't go in the woods, don't go in there. Yeah, it's that, it's yeah. it's such a war zone driving in the city that you can literally put it in your resume. <laughs> no, seriously, you no, that you are real. you can drive in the city. <laughs> It really is a resume worthy <laughs> skill. Does Uber or DoorDash or any of them pay extra for that? <laughs> I don't know, but like let's say if you wanted to be a courier or, or like, you know, you go anywhere else in the United States, yeah. you could definitely put down like uh drive in like a city zone, especially like Manhattan. <laughs> and if it's like involve you delivering stuff, they'll be like, Yeah, you're hired, you know, because we can parallel park, yeah. you know. Got that New York City uh <laughs> delivery uh driving skills on the yeah, resume. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. No, people call me out all the time. They're like, you're such an aggressive driver. Oh, you're such a New Yorker. Oh, you New Yorkers drive crazy. I'm like, have you ever been to the city? Have, <laughs> have you, you ever seen <laughs> Florida drivers? Have you ever driven to Manhattan? Florida, there's no rules. On the highway? There's no such thing Bro, as rules. On. First of all. Talking about us being crazy. Florida's got a 70 mile per hour speed limit on some on certain highways. And then the yeah. fast lane is like 90 something. Yeah. That, I have to say, when I drove last uh, two years ago to South Carolina. Yeah. Um, once we got to, because we were switching on and off driving, mm-hmm. once we got into uh, Virginia, mm-hmm. uh, let me tell you something. I drive fast, <laughs> especially in New York. I don't go with the speed limit on the left-hand lane. These guys, their speed limit was 70. Wow. They're going 100 yeah. on the left-hand lane. And if you're not moving, they're riding right behind you. Yep. Close. And I'm like, you're going 100. Okay. Yeah. And you're right on my ass. Yeah. 
Like that's you guys trust each other while you're driving. I don't <laughs> know, crazy. but the minute someone breaks or like a squirrel runs across the the roadway, <laughs> it's over for all of us. Break check, done. It's, Break it's check. done. Yeah, Break and check. I, I it was intimidating. I'm not gonna lie. I'm like, because yeah. I drive fast. Yeah, but these people they were just hauling a hundred, yeah. and I'm like, geez. Like, do they not have any fear of like a deer running out on no. the road? Like that's crazy. That's what I'm saying. Like, no, you trust. come on, Bobby, we gotta go get the propane. <laughs> I, I drive. I try to. I try to drive safely as possible. So I do the two car length. Yeah. Just because yeah. I don't trust anybody driving. You yeah. know, I trust myself. I don't trust anybody else. So I give a two car length. But going a hundred miles per hour and being that close to someone, you're like within a car's length, like half of a car. That's crazy. And especially if someone just like breaks, like just a little bit. Find out nowhere. Find out we all go in. It's together. a Fast and Furious movie now. <laughs> it's all about family. It's family. It's all about family. Where's Toretto when we need it? Hit the nose, um, baby. Yeah, but not not only driving, like a lot of people have pointed it out to me, they're like, Oh, you're such a reckless New York driver. I'm like, no. I'm like, because the thing is, New York, we drive offensive. Yeah. Like those offensive driving courses don't do nothing for us. Just lower your insurance. Yeah, just That's lower your insurance, right? That's it. But we drive offensively. Where it's like, if I'm going to die, we both going to die. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? People don't understand that, like, there's a reason why we have no fault insurance in New York. Yeah. Yeah. Because they know. And uh, free, uh, what is it? Free windshield exchanges, too. Yeah. Repairs. Yeah. Because they know that uh, everything's on the construction and they don't know when it's going to be over. Yeah. Got rocks jumping up. Um, Should be pothole uh, tire insurance, too. Another, Another major staple is just our food. Pizza. Bagels. Bacon, egg, and cheese. Like, people don't understand that, yeah. you know? Mm-hmm. Like, working in the airport, I see people bringing Taylor ham all, all, all the time down to Florida. All the time. Because they're just like, yeah, we can't get Taylor ham in Florida. I'm like, that should be a sin. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Bagels, Taylor too. Ham? Yeah, bagels, pizza, all the time. Everyone always asks me, why does New York have the best pizza? It's the dirty water. I'm telling you right now, it's the dirty water. I got a question for you guys. Why do you guys like, uh, why are you proud New Yorkers? What makes you guys proud to be a, a New Yorker? Because mm. New Yorkers are very prideful mm. people. Nah, I would no just say like, go. it's what you call it. It's not easy living here, you know? Like we go through all the ins and outs. It's a survival. Uh, yeah, we're, we have like that crazy survival instinct. Um, just like... The culture, yeah, it's like a whole giant melting pot. It's like literally maybe the only spot in the world where everyone's like mingling together and there's like really like no. Mm-hmm. We don't have the same issues. Or anything like that, you know? We don't have the same issues that other states have. No, like everyone's like cool with each other, you know? Like right. everyone's a homie and stuff. Everyone has like their, their peoples and stuff. Like, yeah. I don't know. I just feel like everyone's in tune with each other, you know? Yeah. And we- like if shit goes left, like we all band together and like like get shit done in the city and whatnot and around the area yeah and so yeah i I think it's just i'm proud of living in new york and being a new yorker because of what we accomplish as a state and the things that we have and things that we do that i go somewhere else in the world and i'm like what the the fuck y'all doing like this doesn't make sense yeah like given it that we have horrible mayors sometimes maybe a few governors here and there but at the end of the day, it's the people here. Like, mm-hmm. we we put shit together. We build shit. You know, like, look at our buildings. Like, everyone says, oh, everything's big in Texas. No, come to New York. It's it's a different lifestyle here. Um, You know, some of the laws we have are different. It's just, it's a different environment. And everyone says, oh, New York is so fast. You guys are so, you know, oh, so quick. Everything's got to be quick. Yeah, that's how life should be. Life's short. Do everything quick and in the moment. And one thing at a time. And you got to understand, like, living here, like I said from the start, we're the epicenter of everything, right? You go anywhere else in the world, right? Florida. What you got? Disney? Orlando? Well, oh, that's nice. That's cool. Yeah. That's all right. You got beaches? Okay. We got beaches, too. You know? Yeah. You go to Virginia. What, what are you going to do there? Hunt? Go to Bush Gardens? You know? You go to Wisconsin. What are you going to do there? Get cheese? You go to Colorado. What are you going to do there? Smoke some weed? Well, I'm gonna I'm gonna fight back on you with that one. Right? Yeah. <laughs> I'm gonna because the same way people look at us, like our lifestyle is crazy, right? I've been watching the TV show Yellowstone, mm-hmm. okay, on um, Peacock and Paramount, and I have to say, 
I am jealous of their lifestyle. Really? Yeah. And they might say the same with their lifestyle, that they would want to have a change and, and live in an inner city or live yeah. in a city area. But I am very jealous of them because their job is very hard, mm -hmm. uh, like cattle ranchers and yeah. stuff like that. But the scenery is beautiful. Like you're talking to outdoorsmen. Some people are different. Like me, I'm right. just like born and raised in the inner city. Uh, somebody made a comment because they're, you know, a lot of New Yorkers, wealthy New Yorkers are moving to Montana and stuff. And one of the guys was from New York and he was a wealthy person. And he was just like, New Yorkers, they don't, they don't see the horizon. Right. They yeah. don't know right. what the sun looks like. Yeah, it's true. Because it's all buildings. And and it's true. Cause, right. You know, wouldn't you want to be like, oh, look how beautiful this mountain is. You know? yeah. We don't have that. Right. You know, so when you're watching that, you're like, oh, shit, I want that. I want to be this. I want to be a right. fucking cowboy. You know what I think you know? it is? We have a TikTok view of the world from living in New York. Right. So in other words, everything for us is a few seconds. Right. So we get a, a sunrise, but it's like done. Right. You get a little just a little little pitch yeah. of it. Yeah. But we get a little a little bit of everything. Yeah. You know, yeah. you want to see nature, go to Bear Mountain, upstate yeah. New York. It's not that bad. You know, it's different, though. You want to see snow, you go to Buffalo. Yeah. But out there, you wake up in the morning. It's cockadoodle, do sunrise, grass for days, trees everywhere. You can, you can just go Moose grab deer. a beer or whiskey. Yeah. Sit on your patio and you're just chilling. Yep. You're watching like the sunset. Yep. In a beautiful valley. And your neighbor is like three miles away at least. Yeah. Versus being right next to each other all crowded yeah. up. And that's why a lot of New Yorkers are moving out of New York and going to these states because they're realizing like, wow, you know, I don't have a view of a building or someone taking a shit off on a subway <laughs> track, you know. But you know what's the problem though? And I've noticed this when I've traveled. Leaving New York, the silence <laughs> yeah. when you sleep. Oh, yeah. <laughs> is so damaging. Sometimes I can't fucking sleep. I just can't. You know, like I, I can't. I can't do it. If I if I don't hear birds chirping and whatnot, like if I don't hear subway trains and cars honking and ambulances, like the silence, it's scary. Yeah. You know. Yeah. And it's kind of like the I had a conversation with someone who lived in Indiana, <laughs> and uh, <laughs> he just couldn't wrap my head that I lived in the Bronx yeah. and he was just like, can I ask you a question? I'm like, yeah, sure. He's like, why is it that when like firefighters deploy and the truck deploys, they automatically put their sirens on. He was like, I couldn't do that. I was like it, you know, it's a lot of people, a lot of cars on the road. Right. They have to make way because mm -hmm. it's and everything's so congested. They, they have no choice mm -hmm. from the get. You have to get to that spot and you have to get, there's a lot of traffic, heavy traffic and that's it's out. They, they, they have to respond, yeah. you know, and they put the, the sirens on. And he's like, I just can't do it. Where I'm from, they don't do that. Yeah. They put the sirens when they get to the location mm -hmm. or if they need to do it. And mm -hmm. I was like, ooh, that's interesting because I never I never knew yeah. it's, you know, different. That's I thought different. I would have assumed that any other fire truck that coming out blazing, yeah. ready, lights on, sirens going. And he was like, no. I was like, wow, that's interesting. Now wow. over here, the minute they get out the the, the lot, it's oh, it's gone. <laughs> the door's not even up yet. Not even <laughs> up yet. It's like, <laughs> woo, woo, woo. like literally halfway it's through. Like, and, like, the horn, like and the horn, and the horn, and it shakes the ground. Yeah. The NYPD horn, the mm -mm, the mm -mm, like. Uh, yeah. you, you, if you're from New York, you know the NYPD has this. Ground rumbling siren, mm -hmm. and you know, get the fuck out the way. Oh, you no. can feel it it's have, by vibration. Is it the siren that sounds like a fucking UFO or some yeah. shit like that? Yeah, it's like uh, I can't even explain. You can't explain it. No, it's not. It's not. It's like a. Mm, it's like a vibrate. It, 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 it's it's a it's a weird sound. Mm. Yeah, but it, it's so that you can feel it's like a vibration. You can you can feel it in your car. Ooh, yeah. Hold on. We have up in the suburbs. That, remember that sound that I used to always say? It sounds like two animals humping. It's like, dun, 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 dun. It's like at 6 p.m. every day by us. I don't know what it's for. It's a firefighter thing. I just don't know what it's for. But the streets of NYC. Yeah, this is the sounds. You hear this all the time. NYC. <laughs> This is this is life. Yeah, that's normal. That's a normal siren. A normal but when they get close to someone and no, but somebody's not moving. Oh no, it didn't happen. No. 
those those, those are the ones that do it. They have it. Oh, you got that one. The phaser. Yeah. There you go. You hear it? It's a vibe. You can feel it. You can do well. It's crazy. There's like a louder, weird one. It like literally sounds like a, like a UFO or some shit like that. Chances they have it. They normally do it on the street. State Troopers. There it is. Yeah, I think I heard it. It's like a... Like a hum. It's like a hum. Yeah. Speaking of... Uh, since we're on the topic yeah, of NYPD, yeah. um, rest in peace to the 22-year-old officer oh, yeah. that had passed away recently who yep. got shot by a fucking asshole criminal showed in up Harlem. To, was it in Harlem? Yeah, yeah, he showed up to a domestic. Uh, the guy was 47 years old, and apparently as soon as they opened the bedroom door, man just started blasting. Um, 22 years old. Yeah, it's a shame. Year on the job. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he was killed. Was brand new. Yeah. Brand new. So um, that's crazy. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Man, young kid, 22 mm-hmm. years old. Um, See, so what I was going to say is people ask me like, oh, how come New York City and New York in general, when all this um, Black Lives Matter, right, and yeah. the hate against the police was going on, they said there was protests and riots in New York City, but they're like, it wasn't as large scale or as advertised as the rest of the world, mm-hmm. right? And they asked me, like, how how is that? They're like, they didn't understand it. And I explained to them. I said, you have to understand. You go down south, right? You go to those other states, right? Those little states where everything is black and white, right? Black and white in all those other states, right? You come to New York and New York City. It's black, white, red, blue, brown, purple, green, indigo. We're a melting pot. We got every color of race under the sun. We hate each other equally. We don't discriminate against one. We discriminate against everybody. Yeah. And but we get along. That's the whole thing in New York. We got every single color race, and we just get along. Yeah. I I um because this is the first time. Um, I'm sorry, but uh, so Trill just pulled up um the press conference that they had in the hospital for the 22 year old. And there was another police officer that was also wounded fighting for his life yeah. uh, at that moment while they were talking. Um, this is the first time we're hearing uh, the new mayor uh, speak on behalf. And he's wearing a police jacket because um, what's his name? Eric Adams yeah. was once a police officer. Um, the city is burning. Um Recently, and it's crazy because history always repeats itself. So if you go back into the 70s, the Bronx was burning. Um, Literally. And then what happened recently, there was a Bronx fire um, where 19 people passed away. They burned in this building. And um, it's just, there's some symbolism there of what what the people went through in the 70s. Not saying that people are intentionally burning buildings to claim insurance to get money. Mm-hmm. This is a different thing, but you know, you, you you have, this is the fourth officer that's been shot in the past five days. Mm-hmm. You had a little kid who got shot in the face. Yep. A, a little girl who was shot in New York uh, t- in Times Square, broad mm-hmm. daylight. All these shootings are up. How, let me ask you guys a question. How do you fix this problem? How do you fix a city that has the strictest gun laws in the United States and people are still getting hands on weapons, illegal weapons. How do you fix it? I don't know. I, I feel like they got to get rid of that whole defund the police shit, mm-hmm. to be honest. I was going to say, we, we, we need- said it in the beginning. It that's that just that doesn't, doesn't work. make sense. It makes no sense. It's a, it's a, there's a power struggle. If you remove some power, especially from police, then what you're telling to the criminals is like, well, they got their hands tied now. And what are criminals going to do? They're going to capitalize on moments and use it to their advantage. Yep. It's just a power struggle. That's all it is. 
So these neighborhoods are going to now lean towards crime yep. and doing things illegally, going to the black market. It's the same thing in prohibition. You remove, you made alcohol illegal. So now the sales of alcohol is going to double because it's illegal. So when we're talking about weapons, the amount of shootings that are happening daily in the city itself is astronomical, right? And mm-hmm. I think uh, one of the politicians said we have to go after the gun manufacturers. Huh? No, no, no. no. We're going to go after the gun manufacturers? What, do you take away guns, period? Right. And who are the ones who are going to be left with the weapons? State and federal agencies? Mm-hmm. So that people now can't, that's the only reason why after you guys seen this, during the whole pandemic, Canada had issues, Australia had issues, Britain had issues, and they have strict gun laws with their citizens. Mm -hmm. Yep. Look at Australia. They couldn't fight back. What are they fighting back with rocks? Hong Kong. (laughs) Yeah. I saw a guy shooting an arrow. Yeah. Yep. I remember that. Remember that? Remember that footage? Yeah. He had a bow and arrow that he was using. You know, I was always, and I was uh, having this conversation with my father uh, the other day. I was big into, like, why people should own guns. Why? That doesn't make sense. Past two years, seeing what the government's been doing to the people, and in other countries, too, where people can't defend themselves. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you know what? They might have the tanks. They might have the bombs. They might have all these bigger, bigger guns. But I, I, it's good. I, I, I sleep well at night knowing that I can defend myself. Mm hmm. I can go down with a fight mm-hmm. than just standing there throwing rocks at somebody. Mm-hmm. Yep. You understand? So it's like, I don't want to take it too extreme to that level, yeah, yeah, yeah. but we've seen countries get to that level mm-hmm. recently, you know, yeah. and uh, that whole gun manufacturer should be just removed off the table. Uh, and I feel like that whole thing has been like a part of like the birth of this country, you know, like it was implemented in that and the, what was the constitution and stuff like that. Um, that yeah like you should be able to defend yourself like especially on your own property and stuff like what are you gonna supposed to do if like someone comes onto your property or in your home with a, like a loaded gun what are you supposed to do use like a knife <laughs> don't bring a knife to a gunfight like yeah. what the fuck what do you think we need batman <laughs> we need a vigilante did you guys see what i posted up uh on my instagram today uh, yeah. The United States is becoming more like Gotham. Yeah. And you see the pictures of all these politicians. It is. Yep. It's just like Gotham. Bro. Yep. It's Gotham. It really is. What is going on? My thing is, you have people out here, the rest of the world, where they have school shootings, right? Not really big in New York. That doesn't happen too often here, right? But in the rest of the world, and the kids are complaining, we have metal detectors in our schools. Come to the Bronx, where you're from. You grew up with metal detectors, right? Mm-hmm. That's been a staple since you were a kid. We're talking 10, 20 years ago. And now the rest of the world wants to complain. They don't understand that there's like a serious issue in these certain areas that, you know, maybe it's not the manufacturers, my friends. It's not, not the manufacturers. It's no. it's the culture. Yeah. Yeah. You gotta, it's it's the community itself. Mm-hmm. It's the way these kids are growing up. Mm-hmm. You know, it's that's basically what it comes down to. It stems down to a deeper, deeper issue that is not it's not the. And I know people who own weapons legally, right? Law-abiding citizens. And they take their firearms very seriously. Talk about they buy safeties. They put, mm-hmm. buy gun locks. America. They mm-hmm. go they go, and they learn. They go and they, they go, go to these classes. And they, yeah. they're mm-hmm. very vigilant about how they go about. And there are some, you know, careless people who own guns. You know, let's not, yeah. you know, forget about those people. But- uh, the people that I know who own weapons, they take it very seriously. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, it, it, it's it's crazy that you're going to take away their rights when they're out here doing the best they can, following the laws, following the rules, doing as much as they can. And, you know, you're blaming the a weapon. Like mm-hmm. you've never seen someone, you get a firearm, you put it on a table, it's not going to shoot somebody. No. Right? It's the person behind the It's the person the behind the weapon. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and it's it's like a shame because you have people who are super responsible with um that stuff, like with like the weapons and all that for all these like bad apples out here just fucking it up for everyone else, you bad know. Bad apples. And shit. Yep. So 
But like how I see it with like this whole situation with like the city and all that, I feel like they need to get rid of like that whole mindset of defund the police, put more money into a program where like the the law enforcement builds a relationship with the communities so people don't have this um picture of like, oh, the police are evil, this and that. Have like a whole program, have like a whole community thing, like have them be a part of the community, have them be a part of that whole thing. So people feel comfortable about with them being on the streets and stuff like that. And um, yeah, like I, that's how I feel about like that whole situation and stuff like yeah. that. So what about you? What do you th- if 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 you had to fix all of this, the gun violence in New York City, how would you go about it? Specifically New York City? Well, yeah, just keep it local, general, because Chicago's going through the same thing. They've oh, been going so through. Like it's crazy. a whole yeah, different yeah. story. Chicago's, uh, yeah. Chicago's the wild, wild west. Let's get it straight. Chirac. They're the wild, Dude, they wild, had yeah. a, they had wild, wild west. A fucking firefight. Yeah, yeah, seventy-one yeah. rounds. Yeah, and the and the city was just like with assault rifles. Um, they called it a mutual combat. Mutual combat. They now, had a Wild Wild West shooting you in know, the middle of the street. You know, it's the craziest thing I've seen. Um, and it's starting to come up here. It's the first time I've ever seen this in my 32 years on this earth. The malls, right, by me, now have signs on the doors that say no weapons allowed. I literally was going in and out, and I just, I couldn't believe I saw that. First time I've ever seen that on, just had a big picture of a gun. With the little, you know, no slash symbol. They said no guns allowed, no weapons allowed. I was like, that's the first time I've ever seen that in my life. Yeah. You know? And I think, I don't know. I don't want to go after the manufacturers. I don't want to restrict, you know, our rights as citizens in order to bear arms. But I don't know. It's 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 a double-edged sword because... What do you do to the people, right? You're going to say, oh, we're going to make it harder for them, right? We're going to make it, the background check's going to be harder. It won't be 48 hours. We'll make it like 72 hours or two weeks before you can get cleared or whatever. But are you infringing upon now my rights as my right to bear arms? Yeah. You know? Like, you know what, like, the the main root of of it all is, is, like, it all comes down to, like, I guess, like, the gang violence and all that. And, mm-hmm. The way I feel and how it all started was because the government failed us Mm -hmm. and communities feel like government and all these um, like inner city like governments, they failed us and they continue to fail us. So the way I feel like how they like the, the gangs out there, they felt like they have to do this to support their communities and stuff in some arm, type of way or whatever arm their community yeah something like that. you know that it's it's their way of like all right if they're not going to do anything we're going to do something you know yeah. and it's just time and time again like the government just fails us and like look at net, like the situation now like with like the whole covid pandemic like it's still hitting people hard and stuff like that mm-hmm. and um it's like crazy like i had like a whole conversation when i was just doing a delivery the other day in uh jersey city to this um one um what you call it this uh one lady that lives over there and pretty much just having a whole conversation about like how government's just failing everything mm-hmm. especially this dude in office right now mm-hmm. and what shocked me was that she was like a trump supporter like she was all cool with him and stuff like that and i agree with her i was like she was like at the end of the day homie got us the money got us the things that we needed He ran the country like a business and fought for everyone to get them stimulus checks and all this other programs and whatnot because people were pretty much like like messing around with the money behind the scenes, like using for whatever else and whatnot. And she she was just telling me like people were looking at her crazy because she voted for Trump. And I was just like, I don't I don't blame you. Like, yeah, the man did what he did and whatnot for us. And then look at us now, like. There's like no food on the shelves. Inflation is crazy. <laughs> gas prices are gases are gas prices are going There's up. There's no dog food in stores. Yeah, yeah it's just not so they don't want to talk about that. They no. don't they don't want to discuss those type of issues. <laughs> and, and that's and, and But hey, you could get vaccinated any day of the week, man. 
Whenever you want, <laughs> just go right on down. You can get a test any day of the week, but I can't get milk, eggs, bread, cheese, chicken, yeah. or dog food. Yeah. No, it's, what? It's, it's, it's terrible out there, bro. What? Like, and like, I had like a moment with this one customer and I was just like, just seeing it firsthand. I was just like, damn, like, this is the real shit right here. Like, yeah. what's going on and whatnot. And, um, yeah, man, it was like a huge eye opener. You saw, me you saw what Domino's that. did? That advertisement they made? What, paying other uh, local Paying pizzerias? other local pizzerias. Yeah. Every yeah. time someone ordered, they were giving money to the local pizzeria. Because they were like, no, we're, we're fine. We're going to give it to them. Yeah, well, because it's, it's a corporation. Kudos to Domino's. Could afford, yeah. Yeah. Um, back to what you're saying about the, the government failing the people. There was a, 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 a great video that I was watching, and this is a great... Um, show that that was out um with the late michael k williams shout out to him for doing this show it's called black market on vice and um the beginning of black market michael k williams says this quote and it really resonates with me because i can understand why some people do the things that they do especially Mm -hmm. criminals and the quote literally says when the when the system fails you you create your own system Okay, and, that, and that's to your point. And um, there was one video because we're talking about gun violence. They had he had he was interviewing this kid in Chicago who's a gangbanger. And while he was doing his interview, he had you know a mask on, fitted hat or whatever. And he was asking him why does he why are you a gang member? And the kid basically said, I don't know. Like when you go down to the root of it, he just doesn't know. Right. And um. At the end of the interview, when the cameras were off, the kid looked at him. He was like, hey, man, please take me with you. Please get me out of here. And he was crying for help. Mm-hmm. Sure enough, a week later, kid got killed. Yep. You know, if that's not a sad story, you know, and, and there's a lot of kids like that. There's a lot of people out there like that that are looking for help. They just don't know how to. And if there was something in place for these kids to go, mm-hmm. the YMCA's. Doing these community things where mm-hmm. these kids who need help, they go get help. They go get legit help. Mm-hmm. Someone's there, arms wide open. What do you need and how can I get you there? That's all they need is guidance. Because yeah. if they're not getting it in the home front, they need somebody. They need they need a place. They need a beacon to go to. Mm-hmm. And go into the into those, you know, those places and be like, I don't know what I'm doing with my life and I'm scared that I'm not going to make it. What's up, Last Slice listeners? It's Skaggs from the Two Doom Men podcast. If you enjoy the Doughboy show, you should also check out ours, where the captain and I discuss and debate politics, news, and culture with a skeptical but open mind. We also review beers, movies, TV shows, and other cool stuff. You can find the Two Doom Men podcast on all the major platforms and on all forms of social media. Just search Two Doom Men or go to linktree.com slash Two Doom Men. Thanks, and now let's get back to the show. You know, I think right now the scariest thought, and I'm going to put this on the table for y'all. <clears throat> Growing up, we had 9-11, right? That was the big bang for us. Imagine being a kid right now in today's society. Imagine oh, yeah. being 12 years old right now, seeing all this, experiencing all this. Yeah. Like learning about college and student loans and all this stuff. Imagine how messed up this generation's gonna be. Like the generations after them, we've already said they eat Tide Pods, they're screwed. Right. <laughs> but <laughs> I'm talking about the the little kids right now that are going through this right now. I feel terrible for them. Yeah. I'm like, I don't know what it's like to do virtual training. I don't know what it's like to n- not be able to go to school, not have to wear a mask in school. I don't know what it's like to be like, there's no milk for my cereal. Like, yeah. I've never experienced that as a kid. That never happened to us. We didn't yeah. have, we had the world, yeah. you know? And now these young, this younger generation has to go through this stuff, especially with all these shootings and whatnot. It's just like, we didn't, we didn't deal with that. And, and, and they're mostly coming from, you know, either gang members or just mm-hmm. may, and make no mistake back to, you, you know, your point with the defunding of the police. You can't do it because they're, Career criminals that, that yeah. that's all they want to do is just yeah. that they're, they're mean people, they're mm-hmm. evil, violent people. Yeah. And how do you stop them? Mm-hmm. Right? How do you how do you stop them? And there's some individuals that they don't know why they're they're in a gang and they don't know what they're doing, 
and they're scared for their life and they want to, you know, um, yeah. get out. So yeah. like, how do you, how do you, another thing on the home front, they don't have parents. So maybe they don't have a father figure. They don't have a mother figure That's or it, that yeah. one single, that single parent is out there working two, three jobs and they can't be home because they have to support their household and their family. Yeah. So there's nobody there uh, there's helping. No, there's, there's no infrastructure. Yeah, all. there's no infrastructure and there's no uh, parental vision or guidance that they're giving their kids. Yeah. And that's also a huge factor into why these kids to flock towards being in a group environment. Because mm-hmm. they, they, they feel like that's like family and like a home you know yeah and they look up to like let's say the, the alpha male of the group and he's just like yo i want to be this guy mm-hmm. yeah because that's the only thing he's ever gonna know mm-hmm. they're gonna be like oh i want to be just like him doing all the stuff that he has like let's say if he has like all the girls he has a nice car this and that like but it's all from the, the wrong reasons you know mm-hmm. like it's crazy that's why i feel like they need to implement some type of program in the communities to give better role models for everyone to see and grow up with it so they don't fall down that path, you know? Like we had it growing up. What happened to the DARE program? Yeah, I mean they get rid of these programs because they say what happened to the DARE oh, program? we can't fund them because this is a bureaucratic system. Yeah. That money doesn't trickle down. Because the, the the person who's head of that department or head of these, you know, federal funded or state funded, city funded programs, mm-hmm. that top person is making a shit ton of money on their salary. Mm-hmm. And it don't trickle down. So they'd mm-hmm. rather cut the program to save money from them sacrificing their salary. And they'd rather screw the kids over mm-hmm. than to, to do these things. And the government, there's a real problem with the with the way... City, states, and 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 the and the whole United States is being run right now. It's a lot of sticky fingers. People yeah. taking too much out of the pot when they're not supposed to, just so they can get a bigger check. This and that, like it's crazy, man. Like it's nuts. Like just seeing it. Yeah, and uh, it's unfortunate because in the city it, we have the strictest strictest gun laws. Mm-hmm. It's hard to get a gun. It's hard to get a gun it, in, it in ain't the city. Easy. It's not easy. No. It's not easy. It's at not all. like me. I could walk down to a Walmart or something, and. Probably 24 or 48 hours get cleared. Sometimes earlier than that, mm-hmm. you know? But I don't know. Have you saw that one episode with uh, that guy from Vice? Uh, Mackie K. Williams. Yeah, um, with the, the gun one. Yeah, the gun runners. Yeah, yeah, so they're pretty much getting the guns from down south and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Like, um, There's just like people, I think it's like down in Georgia or something like that, where they're able to like just rack up a whole bunch of like guns and stuff. And then there's a runner from up North that goes down, picks up the weapons and they bring them back up mm. stuff like that. That's how it's mostly. That's, that's how it's done. On. No, yeah. that's what it, that's how it is. Yeah. yeah. Whatever. Happens. From, uh, I think they go down to Atlanta. Yeah. It's down in Atlanta. Atlanta's uh, like the, the most where they just, uh, I guess it's like lenient laws over there or there's people, the private gun shows, they just uh, oh, I'll give you cash right now. And they're going to take cash. Yep, they do that. They rack up over there or they know like a connect or like a family member or someone down there that could easily get the weapons. They get it. They bring it back up. And that's how it happens. Like, it's crazy. Mm-hmm. It's like nuts. Crazy. So um, what a time. So, if we, yeah. So if we could play that because he um, the mayor Adams, he uh, explains how they're going to go about um Stop. He, he, he basically says he's going to ask for the federal government for assistance to stop the guns from coming inside the city because he, he addressed that issue. So this is the press conference at the hospital. Normally, when we do briefings like this, yeah, I got it's one just side of my the ear. police officials who stand at this podium. I did not want that tonight. I wanted everyone to be in this same room. I wanted everyone to be here to understand. It is our city against the killers. It is our city against the killers. This was just not an attack on three brave officers. 
This was an attack on the city of New York. And it's an attack on the children and families of this city. And we are not going to win this battle by dividing lines between us. We must save this city together. Mm -hmm. That is what we must do. An 11-month-old baby was shot just a few days ago. Five officers were shot in this city. The unification of fighting this battle goes beyond the debate and rhetoric. It is time for us to save our city. And we are going to need everyone on the same page to accomplish this time task. And let me be clear, there are no gun manufacturers in New York City. Mm-hmm. Docs. We don't make guns here. How are we removing thousands of guns off the street and they still find their way into New York City? In the hands of people who are killers. Constantly carving highways of death, destroying our communities. We need Washington to join us and act now to stop the flow of guns in New York City and cities like New York. We're all witnesses. We have witnessed these murders and we have witnessed the failure on a federal level to stop the flow of guns to this city. We are not going to live under the gun of dangerous people in New York City. We're going to honor the memory of these, this officer lost to gun violence by standing united against these killers and those who are arming them. They're co-conspirators to the violence that we are witnessing in New York City. No one will divide this city with their violence. In fact, they're going to unite us to come together and end this. We're going to find these guns. And we're going to find those who carry them and use them. We are committed to ending this violence. My heart goes out to these families who are experiencing such a traumatic experience. I go back to the days of thinking of Robert Venable, my close colleague who died in the line of duty. And I remember my mother calling because she was unsure if it was one of her sons who was the victim of that shooting. And even after she heard it was not Bernard or Eric, she still had to hold her breath because she knew one of our brother officers was slain. And right now, every mother in this city feel the loss that this family is experiencing. We must commit ourselves to stop the debate and the dialogue and come together and realize a gun on our street is a threat to our safety. And we must do everything possible to remove that gun. And Commissioner, I thank you. I know how painful this is for you right now. And I thank these men and women who wore that uniform, wear the uniform that I wore. And countless number of times we had to go to hospitals and visit loved ones. We had to knock on doors and tell family members they lost their family to gun violence. And now you have to do it with one of your own. But I'm going to ask you something. No matter how painful this moment is, don't give up on these people in this city. Don't give up. Don't feel as though that they don't want you to do your job. Twitter and Instagram and social media, they're not the people you're protecting. They want you here to do your job. No matter who's the mayor, no matter who's the governor, no matter who's the elected official, you have done your job and let's continue to do so. Let's protect the people of this city. 
and not allow anger to get in our way of protecting those who are living with this violence every day. We are going to protect our city. That's our promise and commitment. It's a painful moment for us. Every time the commissioner and I had to visit a hospital, from January 1st, seeing an officer shot in the head, seeing an officer shot in the leg, on Staten Island, responding to a domestic dispute. It's a painful moment. Yeah. Yeah, so that was uh, Eric Adams' press conference. Um, yeah. He's not wrong. It's like you said, there's no gun manufacturers in New York City. Where's it coming from? You know, the way I, I see it, the way I interpret things is I don't have a firearm. It's because it's hard. I mean, I could get one, but I mean, you're allowed a handgun in your house, in your home, shotgun in your home. Right. Um, and, you know, excuse me. Sorry. I apologize. <laughs> Um, so you're only allowed certain type of weapons in your home mm-hmm. and you, you, if someone was to break into your home, the courts are so strict that they have to, you have to, if you fired your weapon and you shot someone and killed someone, you better make sure that there's evidence that that person was coming after you and almost near to taking your life. Mm-hmm. So it's, Everything's stacked up against you, mm-hmm. right? My solution is very simple. The only way you stop someone, a bad guy with a gun, is a good guy with a gun. Right. It's the only way. Right. It's the only way because it's getting tiring now. Right. Mm-hmm. Especially a good person when you hear a, a young kid getting shot. Cards are off the table now. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Give the good guys a gun. Yeah. Let us get guns. Yeah. So we can protect our community and our families. I mean, it's extreme. It's an extreme measure. But how many years have we been talking about this? Yeah. Since the fucking 70s. Yeah. And compare it to other states that do open carry. It's not It's not working. You know? Right? We can say, like you say, it's failed. The, the government's failed us. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Under constitutional law, right to bear arms is for everyone, especially criminals. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's universal. It's your right. Yeah. So therefore, good yeah. guys should have guns to yeah. face bad guys. Yeah. It's unfortunate. You know how you just mentioned that uh, when you shoot them, you better hope and pray that the courts can prove that it was in self-defense, right? It's unfortunate, but there's a funny TikTok going around about it. Right. You ever seen those TikToks where the guy goes, I break into your home. What are you going to do? Right. There was one response that I saw that was hilarious, but it's actually the sad truth. The guy goes, well, I know I do a lot less time for a rape charge than I will for a gun charge. Yeah. (laughs) It's crazy. The video just cuts off right there. But there's a bunch of them like that. And it's the truth. Yeah. It's funny how if someone breaks into my home and I rape them, I do less time in jail than if I were to shoot them and not kill them, you know? Yeah. It's crazy. Because... Like, are we living in cuckoo land? Like... That's that's the whole thing is we are. We we, we literally right now are living in a fucking world that doesn't make any sense. Yeah, it doesn't make sense. Our values as as Americans is being diminished every Mm -hmm. day. Yep. It really is. Uh, After watching the show Yellowstone, and I, I, I urge people who watch us listen just watch that show with an open mind and you'll get a sense of why it's so crucial that we are able to own property pay for you know uh owning things Mm -hmm. and protecting our property protecting our families Mm -hmm. these are american core american values and like i said hey the cops can only do so much yeah but when it comes into your community and you're a good person 
That's why Kyle Rittenhouse, that, that was a whole sore topic that people just lost their shit over. Because, mm-hmm. yeah, you have people who believe that, yeah, you know what? If you remove police in your community in a, in a violent riot, you're going to have people who are going to step up and be like, this is my fucking community. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I'm taking measures into my own hands now. Yep. So if the cops are not doing it and the cops are struggling going through it, when they're, they're losing, they're getting police officers shot. 22-year-old kids, you know, kid police officer was murdered. Hey, we have a problem here. Yep. We have a problem. Got a huge problem going on. You know, and they want to play politics and and, uh, and and go back and forth. You know, he's like, oh, there's no room for dialogue. Yeah, well, you know what, Mayor? Step up and actually do something about it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, come out with a plan. They all say these, you know, these speeches where it's all political theater. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I, I can, you know, I'm not saying that he probably doesn't feel some type of way that he's upset someone has passed away. But I want to see if you're going to talk and say, hey, listen, we need to do something. Come up with a plan. Mm-hmm. They always be like, oh, talk to Washington. Talk to Washington. But I'm like, this is your city, man. Like, you got to, like, buckle down and figure yeah. something out. Look at Rudy Giuliani. Yeah. There was a big problem with organized crime in New York City during the 70s and 80s. That was the hot day. The heydays for, for, for under, uh, organized crime. The underworld. Mm-hmm. And what did he do? He took them all down. Mm-hmm. He destroyed them because mm-hmm. he had a plan. Yeah. And he was figuring out a way to go about it. Yeah. He was knocking on doors in Chinatown, stocking, stopping guns, drugs, scams, um, fraud. He was stopping uh, forfeit goods. He was stopping prostitution. Like mm-hmm. Giuliani, like he got some he got some arrests under his belt. Yeah. You know? Come up with a task force. Yeah. We could do it with terrorists yeah. overseas in a foreign country. Right. But we can't do it here. Come up with a task force. Who has the weapons? Follow them. Mm-hmm. Follow these gun uh, runners into the city. Come up mm-hmm. with a plan. Come up with a vision and, and act on it. Stop talking. These politicians, all they do is talk. They're not figuring it out because it's going to get worse. People will start fighting back. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm waiting for, honestly? I'm waiting for the day. You ever seen these auditors that go into police stations and public places? Some of them carry their weapons with them. Some of them don't. And they're just there to just push. You know, they're just egging on like, oh, it's my constitutional right. Well, well, I'm waiting for one of these days for one of those auditors for something to happen. Because it's like like, talking like cop watchers. Yeah. Like like Long Island audit and all those Mm -hmm. other guys. Like, Mm -hmm. like you're not helping. Yes, you want to flex that you have you your your constitutional rights. I get it, man. But you're you're not helping. You're making the situation worse. The police have bigger things to deal with mm-hmm. than you and your camera, mm-hmm. right? So stop wasting their time. Mm-hmm. You know, you want to make a difference, make a difference somewhere else. Mm-hmm. Help the community. Don't don't set on your own selfish. This is my right, and I want to make sure they're upholding the law. No, no. Help somewhere else. And like and like you said, the police has to start working with the communities more. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yes, there's only so much they can do. But the police community as well needs to start filling people from the inner city. Mm-hmm. Yep. Okay, because that's a huge problem. That's another big problem. That's a big problem. When you have police officers patrolling an area that they're not aware about. So they went to the academy graduated from the academy, was sent to an area that they are completely removed from, mm-hmm. that they th- think everyone's a threat. Mm-hmm. And that is crucial. Mm-hmm. Stick someone in their own neighborhood. Put them where they belong. Higher from within. Yeah. I, feel, I feel more like in, like, our, in our, your old neighborhood, our neighborhood, we got kids that we went to high school with that are officers. You know, yeah. they've pulled us over. We've had a conversation. We've gotten tickets before, but it's a level of respect. Yeah. You know, and they know you it and they know you. they know you yeah. guys are not. They know where to go. They know where the bad stuff happens. They know where the bad houses are. The bad areas are. They know who's eh, and who's good. You know, why can't that happen? Yeah, Put people and where they belong. They got to do that in the inner city, man. Like, because you're going to be throwing all these kids that are not from those areas that are from like the suburbs and stuff 
into New York City. They don't know anyone. You can't throw a guy that is 22 years old, right, from Long Island into the Bronx. He's not going to know a thing. No. He's no. not going to know anything. He's not going to know anyone, nothing. And he's going to get he's going to become closer to the other people who are from Long Island. Mhm. Right? He's going to be partnered with those people. He's going to form a relationship with these people, and these people have the same vision. These people are animals. Right. They're all animals. Mm-hmm. Right. They're not. There's some good people in New York City. Right. Yeah. We only see, tend to see the bad mm-hmm. of New York City. But I think it's exactly what you just said. It's because they're putting people in places that they aren't aware of the community. Mm-hmm. So they have that disconnect. So they don't want to get to know the mom and pop shop, the laundromat guy, the guy who delivers papers, this guy who just sits on the corner every day. Yeah. You know, like all those people could be completely harmless yeah. if you just knew who they were. Where your family came from, where our family came from, back in the day, the guys who was walking the beat were from the neighborhood. Mm-hmm. They knew you by mm-hmm. your name. And they told you, if you fuck up, I'm going to your parents. Yeah. Yep. You know, there's tons of stories that my father says. Like, you knew, like, we used to have a guy, and his name was Joe the Cop. He yeah. knew you. He knew if you should have been in, in class. Yeah. And he'll call and, and grab you and take you to your parents' house and be like, I saw your son hanging out by the park. Yep. That's policing. That's being a community leader. Yep. Yeah. And then you have kids who look up to people like that, you know, people who can talk to you a certain way, mm-hmm. not talk down to you, not, you know, be disrespectful to hack and have actually. Then you have, you know, people who are just very disrespectful that completely hate cops. Yeah. And those are, you know, other people that for whatever reason, maybe it was because they seen cops do things to them or whatever. But we have to try to eliminate these bad seats because yeah. there yeah. are some. So to, to to say like all all cops are great cops is it's not it's not it because there yeah, are some bad ones. Yeah. yeah, I've I've met a, I've met a, a lot of them in my life. It's like with any type of thing, or whatever. You have your good apples, you have mm-hmm. your bad apples, mm-hmm. and bad every apples. little community or organization or whatever. That's how it is. Like you have your bad and you have your you have the bad and then the good. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But the whole bringing, you know, people from Jersey, Connecticut, yeah. upstate New York, Long Island into a community they, they never, they just don't mm-hmm. know about. Mm-hmm. They're going to think, you know, a, a crackhead is just an animal, a criminal, whatever. Yeah. You know, I, I've yeah. known people who were on drugs that deep down to their core were not bad people. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They were just junkies. Yeah. You know? They're harmless. And I've seen cops mess around with those type of people. Like, you know, busting balls. Yep. And that's not cool. The guy needs help. Yeah. You know? So it's 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 tough. I mean, this topic is like the hardest topic to talk about because yeah. there's no real solution on how to make things better. Twenty 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 two sucks. Yeah. I think I think we've said this every single year for the past like three years, but twenty twenty two sucks. Yeah. You know, we lost this fine young gentleman, uh, Bob Saget. Betty White, now Meatloaf, Louis Anderson, mm-hmm. rest in peace to them all. Oh, yeah, Billy Anderson, I forgot about that. Crazy, man. Crazy. You know? And it's only, it's uh, it's going to get bad. It's not, you know, with the the way the economy's going, people out of work. Yeah, I, you think, you think, you think crime is high? Let me tell you something. <laughs> People, Trill Boy just brought it up. Desperate desperation is on the rise. Trill Boy just brought it up. Stock market's not doing too good. Yeah, for like the past two days, I think I've been seeing like things on like the stock market. Uh, cryptocurrency is down a lot. Oh yeah, like uh, cryptocurrencies are like I, I was like, what the hell is going on right now? Microsoft buys out a company or proposes to buy a company. Sony stock goes down. Thirteen percent, mm. like the hell, yeah, it's crazy. Yeah, it's like not suicide. It's just crazy, bro. Like, what a time to be alive. Like all the big ones down red, and and it was yeah. just like across the board. Like it was like crazy seeing in the past two days and stuff. And this is where you see the inflation, and you're mm-hmm. going to see mm-hmm. the bubble will be bursting. <laughs> I had a coworker make a funny statement the other day because they were talking about uh, 
our new our new uh pay increase is two percent he goes that's funny inflation six percent <laughs> yeah <laughs> so yeah what like what are, what are we doing here like, and then you have people who are unemployed mm-hmm. a lot of people don't want to work mm-hmm. okay you have the great resignation unemployed inflation go to the grocery stores there's a lot of things that are not in stock having problems with electronics, chips, all these things are factors. So people are now going to be like, oh, I'm going to save my money. And also, if, you, if you're just printing cash. <laughs> oh, yeah. Out of thin air. That's another thing, too. What do you think? It's not real, then. The economy's not real. <laughs> yeah. Let's just keep printing money. Yeah, yeah. No, that's a smart idea. Tell you, man. Make more. I don't like to like let people live in fear, you know, because I, 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 but it's 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 true. What's going on? It's just it's just bullshit. And this is because the government has failed the people. Mm-hmm. It's like crazy, bro. Like a lot, it's like a domino effect right now. There's mm-hmm. a whole bunch of things going on, like the stock market, cryptocurrencies. Now I'm hearing the um, real estate now. That crash is going to be happening really, really soon. It was supposed to be like a year or two out. It, it, it's starting to flip now. Yeah. It's starting to flip very, very soon. In a couple of months, um, it's going to be more of a buyer's market than a seller's market. So, like, that, there's going to be a whole housing uh, market crash happening Again. soon. Yeah, because there's a, there's a bubble since mm-hmm. 2008. Yep. We didn't learn our lessons. And especially, too, with... Everything that happened with the pandemic and all that, everyone's trying to move, get out of like these highly populated areas, this and that. I think it like, uh, what you call it, made it come faster and whatnot. That's why that's why people are running to the metaverse. They don't want to they don't want to live in this world. You know what my advice is? My advice is, is if you find something you enjoy, if you find something that you love, do it. Just do it. You know, it. Yeah, you need money to survive. But at this yeah. point, man, you know, go to your job. But if you have hobbies, if you love to, you know, do art, draw, whatever your hobby is, whatever you love, just do it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Just do it. Because we have lost our way. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We're, we've lost it. Yeah. And, you know, family, you know, if you're working too much, don't work too much. Mm-hmm. Because mm-hmm. companies really don't care about you. At the end of the day, they don't. You're replaceable. Everyone's replaceable. Mm-hmm. So enjoy the moments you have with your family. You know, enjoy the things that you you love to do, that you look forward to Just doing. Enjoy life. And if you can get paid for it, hey man, you're living the dream. Mm-hmm. You know, that's it. That's it. Because at the end of the day, these these people, these politicians, they 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 were they care about themselves. They care about putting money in their pockets. You know, investing mm-hmm. in stock markets. You know, uh, don't making millions and millions of dollars. Don't buy po- the, um, don't buy Pokemon cards. Yeah. <laughs> oh boy, get out of here with that. Nah, but it's just crazy. You, it's all happening before our eyes. All these little different things, left and right, like and especially with our age group because we've seen a lot. Mm-hmm. We've went through a lot. Yep. Mm-hmm. 2008 financial crisis or the stop or the, the the financial crash, the collapse of the housing market. Mm-hmm. We didn't feel, really feel the effect of that because we were still young. We were 17, 18 yeah. years old, yep. maybe 19. And we really didn't have a job. We didn't really invest our money or whatever. We didn't feel the effects like our parents did. But we will. Yep. We are. It's coming. Because what happened, you had a bubble, Right. Right, you had a bubble, right? They, 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 they helped out. They gave money. They gave these stimulus, these uh, cash injections, to these companies. Right, so the bubble went from here to here, and they're like, "Oh, we're good. We're good. The bubble, the bubbles. There's no bubble. It's we're fine." That fucking ceiling, that bubble expanded, mm-hmm. and when that fucking burst, the effects is going to be catastrophic. Bro, I'm not trying nuts. to be a fear monger. I'm really nuts. not. 
Already up and back. I'm not, but reality. if you're following, if you're following the, from the steps from from 2008, everybody has been saying there's going to be a crash and it's going to be bad. It's yeah. going to be bad. Yep. <laughs> and we keep printing our money. It's just wild, bro. It's just wild. Man. Hurry up and buy. Like I'm, I'm like surprised with like the crypto stuff. Like that was that's down. strange. It's very strange. I don't yeah, I don't understand it because um, well, the crypto is volatile though too as well. So it's like yeah, but if the stock. If so, do you think that the 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 crypto market is actually mirroring the stock market as well? Ooh, could be possibility. Maybe I think I don't know because but. in a sense, crypto is not really universal in the sense that everyone accepts crypto. Yeah, especially all these other countries banning it and stuff. Yeah, because at the end of the day, the stock market is actual tangible currency that everybody acknowledges. Mm -hmm. So if the stock market's crashing or the stock market's going down and it's doing bad, then who's really? Yeah, I I really don't know. And they're calling it the Black Friday sale of crypto and stuff. So I'm assuming it's going to bounce back up. Probably. But Most likely. I don't know. I really don't know. I'm a yeah, like you have like China and Russia. They ban cryptocurrencies. Uh, I think also, too, it says the dip of Wall Street because Wall Street, the numbers went down. So it's going to affect crypto as well. No. But also, I think people don't care if these countries ban it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. The like, whole point is to be decentralized. Yeah. yeah. They don't care. Do the governments know that? Do they know that? No, these are the same people who just print out money. You know? mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Let's ban it. It's crazy. They don't care. Out of touch with reality. All I want to say is that they don't really care about us. <laughs> it's crazy. <laughs> Yeah, everyone's saying uh, in all these articles that um, it has to do in lieu with, like, the Wall Street dip. Mm-hmm. But it's, like, so weird. Like, I don't know. You know who must be doing good right now? Who? The Amish. Oh, God. They ain't got nothing to worry about. Mm-mm-mm. Chilling. Horses, buggies. I don't know. They're straight chilling. I would try to, like, buy some now. Buy now. Of the cryptos, to be honest, because I have, a f- it, I have, it's definitely gonna go back up. Thank you for tuning in to another fun-filled episode of the Last Slice Podcast. Bodega Cat, Trill Boy, and Jim Middle Kid. You can find us on Apple, Spotify, iHeartRadio, also on YouTube on the Doughboys Network. Um, like, comment, share, subscribe. Anything helps us out, and also check out Trill Boy's uh, Twitch streams. I believe it's Trill Boy Fifteen. At Twitch, it's uh twitch.tv slash uh trillboy15. Yeah, you'll see us pop up every now and then there. Subscribe helps us out yeah. and uh continue growing this uh this podcast channel. If, if you uh got anything you want us to talk on, just don't forget to comment. You know, if you like us in your morning ears, your ear canals, and you ear want canals. that ASMR, just comment down below. We'll talk about anything, I don't care. Mm-hmm. We'll do it, we'll yeah. do it, we'll do it, we'll do it. Yep, do well, it. Yep. Thank you guys for tuning in to The Last Slice. We'll see you next time. Peace.